everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of Press YYZ. Your, mine, maybe? I don't know. Yours, and mine, ours. ours, sure. Uh, favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, all that fun stuff. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, including subscribing to us on Twitch using that free sub that comes with Amazon Prime. But if you don't have any uh, money to toss our way, not a big deal. We'll be here. At least I will be. Uh, I can tell you Nathan won't, uh, but Alex Ballant will be. Guys, my dreams have officially been powered. Hell yeah. Whew. <laughs> uh, behind the ones and twos, we got... Uh, Alexander Kozina. Hey, I'm looking awfully blue today. I don't know what is going on with my camera's white balance. I'll be able to fix it in due time. And rounding us out tonight, we've got Mr. Mitch George. How are you? Next Gen is here, baby! <laughs> Let's go! For any of you guys. Let's go! Uh, yeah. I got some Next Gen. I got some Next Gen. Yeah, me too. We'll get there in just a sec, but uh, I need to mention that today in Canada, it is Remembrance Day. So uh, a special shout out and thank you to um, uh, all of our uh, veterans and and the like uh, for their sacrifice and whatnot uh, today. Um, today is for them. Uh, we love you all. Um, Very much so. Thank Lest much. we forget. Yes. This is a weird Remembrance Day to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, let's just say it's been a week, uh, that's for sure. The roller coaster of emotions. Year. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, fun fact, today is also Skyrim's ninth birthday. Happy birthday, Skyrim. I can't wait to Happy play birthday. on the, what, 12th console that you've been released you, on? I should Alex, probably play that game at some point. Alex, uh, I need you to put in the 360 version of Skyrim into the Series X and see what happens. That's the, um, that's the the way Todd intended it, actually. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then one thing, other thing I have to mention here is, uh, I believe Cozy, you made a Apex Legend club for uh, us. Yes, that is correct. I did. Uh, I made a club in Apex Legends that we can all join. The name of the club is simply Press YYZ. Uh, you will have to be accepted in once you ask to be part of it, but make no mistake, I'll be logging into Apex Legends on a pretty consistent basis, so I'll be sure to let you in as soon as possible. Please do so. I, uh, as we previously have been discussing on and off air, I am continuing to play Apex Legends on a pretty consistent basis. I know you, Mitch, want to do some sessions in the future in which I'll be kind of teaching you the ropes of how to play this delightful Battle Royale game. So yeah, if any of this, you want to join in on that. This kind of came up out of watching cozy's extra life stream i think you had two time slots where you were playing apex and i was just watching you play like yeah i don't know what's happening you're flying through and like sliding through stuff and picking up all these items and all these things and i just i don't know how have, it works <laughs> have you never played apex before i i've played it but i've only ever played it solo like like uh like with randos randoms. Yeah. yeah so it's like i think it'd be better if it was within this community or within you know wider community circles that we're a part of so happy to to be ferried to my first apex win yeah that's that's kind of why i fell off of warzone when that came out is because you know yeah i had a lot of fun playing with you guys but then i just 
we we just didn't play again. So it's just That's, one of those mm. things that we yeah, uh, right. that we I did that, play Warzone when that came out. We, My God. Yeah, at the start of the year. It's it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's kind of the case with all battle royales for me. Is I just I try them when they first come out, and then I'm like, I'm not invested in this even slightly, and then I stop playing them very very quickly. Yeah. The the well, one that you... I. I Sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to say, Alex, would you consider doing an Apex Battle Royale Let's Teach You How to Play session? I'll try it. I mean, is Ooh, it a, for is a good press YYZ stream? Is mm-hmm. it, it crossplay yet? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It's mm-hmm. been just in crossplay beta for the past couple weeks. Then I might play it on my brand new Xbox Series X then. What is that? that? Sounded, I don't understand. That sounded like a girthy pickup. Yeah. Oh. Well, this thing. Okay. So. As Tell us watching, the story of the journey as, of your Xbox to you. Because I have a very interesting story with this. But for those who are listening at home, I am holding my Xbox Series X. And so, from the beginning, when it came to this, <laughs> uh, on back in September when the pre-orders went live, I was trying very hard because Xbox, unlike PlayStation, actually told people when the pre-orders were going to go live and so people could prepare for it. And because of that pre-orders were really hard to secure because every website went down almost immediately except for i managed to find one on amazon perfect great you know I, I i secured that instantly and i was like all right got my xbox ready to go then this week uh amazon jeff bezos himself was like oh you know how this was supposed to come out on november 10th yeah, actually, you're going to get it either on the 13th or the 17th. We don't know which one, though, because it gave me two dates on on Amazon. So I started to panic because I'm like, I want to get this as soon as possible. And so on November 10th, when the Xbox Series X was released, Best Buy got a whole new slew of inventory. And I thought, hmm, the it says that that's going to come on the 12th when the PlayStation 5 comes out okay that's at least one day sooner than amazon is saying i'm gonna buy it and then just return the one amazon sent me then amazon that very day literal hours later was like oh just kidding it's actually gonna arrive tomorrow Mm, so i have two xbox series x's uh one hasn't arrived yet but the moral of the story is don't listen to mitch when he suggests doing something stupid on launch day of the system (laughs) remember when i remember when i said i was gonna buy a third one as well trying yeah you almost put in an order was it on amazon no (laughs) No, it was amazon Amazon put up another stock set of stock that also said it was going to be delivered on the 12th yeah before before my before my thing got updated um saying that it was going to arrive today uh the 11th uh amazon posted their new allotment of of series x's that they had and it was saying uh order it now and it arrives by tomorrow and i was like what the fuck why is the one that i pre-ordered months ago saying that it's gonna come <laughs> later than the one that um the one that uh that are up for sale right now i was really so, angry yesterday so i was in the exact same situation where i pre-ordered a piece of next gen tech that should have been released the day that the Xbox Series X and Series S did release. And then I go to Amazon and they have that same item in stock for next day delivery. So I'm like, do I place an order? Do I not place an order? So I placed the order and immediately got the shipping notice from the first one that would be here at the same time. So I canceled the Amazon one. 
-hmm. and we're all running next gen now baby look yeah. at that yeah, yeah. That shock right. yeah, blue. look look at this robot white I got the black one that comes. I, yeah. I, I feel very left out right now. <laughs> we have. I uh, well, listen. I went to Shoppers uh, yesterday and picked one up, now. and near, and I was nearly the inspiration for Alex running out to Shoppers to buy yeah. an, an Xbox. Uh, but they won't let you, you do were, that. You actually have to pre-order it. Yeah. So you were really uh, playing with my emotions yesterday. I was. I, uh, hey, listen. I ripped the Band-Aid off real quick. Yeah, you know. I appreciate that because I almost left to go to Shoppers to see if I could buy a Series X there, <laughs> just because I wanted one so badly. Ooh, oh, Mitch, look at that! Ooh, that looks so. This is my so first beautiful. time seeing the Series controller in person, and I gotta say, it feels wonderful. I Dude, love that the texture on the yeah. back. The matte yeah. finish is fantastic. Like that, the... that does not not come across in photos, and I don't think it'll come yeah. across here. But if I get in real close, yeah. you might. It oh yeah yeah we can see on it. this controller is oh man I am yeah the I really really oh I like the D pad really like very the clicky D yeah the so okay very nice actually I have I have one question the Ooh, up, the grip on the triggers up, too up on the D pad yeah. versus say down or any other direction on the D pad what does that feel like for you because mine feels a little different uh, more or the less the same for me yeah up feels like oh, it doesn't I have as I much. cannot so. There's there's a story behind yeah, this too. It doesn't have enough. I, it doesn't have as much play pressing up for me. Yeah. So I had another Xbox One controller that I borrowed from a coworker that I was using to play PC games, and he asked for it back on Monday, mm -hmm. and AC Valhalla released on Tuesday. So I've been sitting here mm. saying, do I do I try it with the DualShock and then switch to the Xbox controller? But I'm glad I waited because I'm going to play through AC Valhalla with this thing, and it is a thing of beauty. Like Carmen, Carmen, can you hear me? Come see this <laughs> controller. It's very cute. Before we, uh, before we transition off of the Series X... By the um, way, mm -hmm. I just want to mention that I was able to... I, all of you know this, but I was able to secure my Xbox One pre-order via Walmart thanks to some very, very, very quick control F5-ing on my part. So that's coming, but it's coming like from a week from now. So Great. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not nearly as interesting of a story as any of yours, but you know, I, I had mean, to insert a story exciting in there. That you get to be within the release window for for this new yeah. console. I, I hope mm -hmm. Walmart doesn't let yeah. you down, as they appear to be letting down numerous. Yeah. Uh, so, for those unaware, we record this on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. at Twitch.tv/PressYYZ. So we are in that sweet spot where we are between two console launches, and at least in Canada. Sorry, I'm struggling getting batteries open. Oh, there it is. Uh, okay, at least burped. in Canada, the only retailers that seem to have their shit together are Best Buy and EB Games, which it's is still the GameStop up in the brand Best in Canada. Buy. And Best Buy is still up in the air, but at least we have shipping. That is like true. We have things in motion, whereas yes. Walmart and Amazon have both had to send out notices saying, hey, we might not have enough consoles to fulfill pre-orders, so you might not get it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks for anyone who was expecting it from Amazon or Walmart. Yeah. Before we go completely off of next gen, I do want yeah. to just have a quick couple of thoughts about the Series X. Though I haven't really played, I don't have too much playtime on it specifically. Um, for one, the packaging for it. I'm sure all of you have watched the various numbers of unboxing videos, especially from uh, like friends of the show like MC Fixer or Steve Saylor. Both of them have very wonderful videos about them unboxing their Series Xs. But... Uh, one of the things that those videos really do not showcase 
is how fucking weighty this thing is. Like, this thing is hefty as hell. Like, I feel like I could genuinely, like, work out with this thing. Like, it is Ooh. very heavy, and I am concerned to put this on the shelf that I have specifically installed for my next-gen consoles because it I is I told so you you were going to have an issue. Heavy. I did not think that it would be like that, but oh my goodness, this thing is very heavy, and I can only imagine what it'll be like with the PS5. The so is, yeah. I, I will let the record show as well. We saw how beautifully Microsoft did the Xbox One and Xbox or Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. <laughs> I still can't remember what they call the damn consoles. Even the presentation for the controllers in box is very yeah. nice. It's got Xbox yeah. embossed on the the the, the Xbox wood, controllers the have been there. the Xbox controllers have been really good. Um, even even throughout this the whole previous generation uh yeah. it's all and been 14 really good. days of game pass ultimate that's nice yeah like i have i have the elite controller and i have a design lab controller and both of those came in wonderful like microsoft does not get enough credit for the amount of effort that they put into their merchandise that they have for xbox yeah. i own a various number of xbox clothing and it is really high quality clothing yeah. Like, I just feel like Microsoft does not get enough credit for the amount of effort that they put into it. And, you know, just good job, Microsoft. You know. yeah, the, Do you guys still have your console boxes and whatnots from the previous generation? Uh, yes, I still have my PlayStation 4 and Switch box. I try I to keep PS... them as long as possible. Yeah, I have my PS4 box and my Switch box. The yeah. my, my launch PS4, I sold that to a coworker to... So I financed my PS4 Pro... By selling my launch PS4 with some games I was never going to play, like older NHL and MLB, whatever, um, as well as leveraging the PC Optimum program here in Canada. So mm -hmm. they have events once in a while where you can redeem points, and when you redeem them, they're worth more than the base value. So I think I redeemed like $200 in points to get $300 off the box, which was great. <laughs> Um, and I'm hoping that maybe down the line that same scenario might happen with an Xbox, might not, or Switch Pro, or whatever happens but i uh yeah that was that was a good efficient use of those points hmm. yes i cannot wait to talk more about the series x as i get a little bit of playtime with it this weekend absolutely uh, alex there was something in the dock that i think i missed maybe i looked away uh it says i'm a lick it oh right so yeah um <laughs> why i can um because blame tj that motherfucker all right everyone get your get your clipping ready for for twitch uh, oh boy that wasn't as sensual as tj's but all i know it. but oh, yeah sick. but look at that look i mean that. Ugh, oh, no, okay, missed it. she's no. gotta come see come back oh, come back okay. oh, of course, okay. of course. yeah now look at it another one round two okay okay all right I, i'll really i'll really channel the sensualness okay there it is. Oh, That's yeah. the money Ooh. shot. All right, clip it. Yep. Clip I, I, it. I love the way that your tongue you, did the little, little, little thing at the end. Uh, we will be good. sure to never share that with the world. No, <laughs> clip it and send it to Phil Spencer. Yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> won't stream it to a website uh, at a moment in time where YouTube is right uh, now no longer active. So everybody we, is currently crowding on Twitch. We joked about uploading this show to Pornhub. Too. Phil, yeah. we about what... uploading this show to Pornhub. That's the way to do it. <laughs> all right now subscribe to my only fans that will be yep. the only piece of content on it yep and i'll just be sitting here behind an xbox <laughs> absolutely i'll use all my film school techniques <clears throat> to really just make the best only fans i can Ooh. 
Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Cozy, you did something uh, pretty fun on the weekend. What was that? Uh, yes, that's right. I took part in Extra Life 2019. And yeah, I just streamed up a freaking storm. For 12 hours and 17 minutes, I streamed all sorts of games, Apex Legends, surprise, surprise, uh, Super Mario Bros. 35, and some, you know, pretty cool live-action excursions, including building a Pokemon Mega Construct set, and also making some homemade pizza from my kitchen live. Um, people who have been listening to the show for a while now will know that I have been determined to do a cooking stream in some capacity for a little while and basically extra life was sort of like the perfect excuse for me to do it and it's definitely something i'm going to do again because i had a lot of fun with it and you know i i think that there are things that went really really well with it there are also some things that looking back on it i think could have definitely been been improved for example right now you can see on stream i have a bird's eye view of my countertop uh, i knew that the quality of the webcam filming my countertop was not going to be of the greatest but it definitely was a little bit less than satisfactory so that's definitely something that i'm going to improve for next time other than that though again i think it just went really really well all around both in terms of the cooking section of the stream and the rest of the stream and i want to thank everybody again who is currently listening or watching a stream live uh for contributing to my extra life fund if you did so yeah, I know I was in there watching a bunch of it uh, and participating, actually. We played a bunch of Fall Guys together. I know, uh, AJ, you were in there for a while, and it was just, it was a good time. I hope next yeah. year oh, or yeah. even even later this year we could do something um, Extra Life related for, for the podcast because I think that'd be really, really good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, Alex, uh, back to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch Dogs isn't very good. Is that that what I'm? Am I reading that correctly? Yeah. Um. So over the last week, I've really like been like, I'm not gonna start any new games because next gen's right around the corner. Gonna be getting Miles Morales. Gonna be getting Demon Souls. Gonna be getting Call of Duty. Gonna be getting Assassin's Creed. I don't want to start anything new, other than Watch Dogs, which I've already started. So I'm just gonna power through it as much as I can. And sure. the more I've been playing it especially now that I feel like I've got like the definitive team. I'm not really going through and recruiting any more people. I'm really just kind of pushing through the story. Mm -hmm. It's really shallow. The story is not very engaging, like kind of at all. I yeah. really am having a hard time connecting with anything that's going on. And I just think, the, I, I also think, I do think that this game is genuinely really jeopardized by the fact that I was playing it on PS4. The loading mm -hmm. screens. Because the city, London, isn't really engaging to be in, I'm not really wanting to explore it. I just want to fast travel from location to location. And because of that, I have 30 to 45 second loading screens every time I need to fast travel to the next location. And... Mm -hmm it just getting I a little just choked stopped. up over it yeah yeah i i was really disappointed yeah. yeah um because i was really looking forward to it and i was having a lot of fun with it when i first mm -hmm. started playing it because i really do think the play anyone mechanics and systems are so strong the rest of the game around it is very very weak 
which is kind of disappointing to me. Yeah, I'm, this is this is yeah. one I put maybe a couple of hours in um, the day or two after it launched. I don't remember when exactly. And I, I got I ran into some of the same technical things that you ran into of, okay, yeah, the loads are kind of ridiculous. The game doesn't feel as alive as I yeah. felt the the previous game did because I did pop uh, into Watch Dogs 2, which I haven't played, that I got for free on Uplay as part of the Ubisoft presentation thingies they did a couple months ago. And mm-hmm. it just it didn't feel as – it didn't pop the way that the second one did. And I'm I've got my fingers crossed that as soon as I download that thing, hopefully tomorrow, on my yeah. PlayStation Five, that it's a totally different game because I feel like this is another game released on the cusp of next gen that doesn't feel quite right on the older machines. Um, Avengers, I think, is guilty of that. It looks like Valhalla may have suffered the same. Uh, NBA Two K, at least, uh, friend of the show, TJ did get his Xbox on launch day and has been telling us some of the things he's uh, he's been playing through and it does seem like there were a lot of games i cannot wait to boot avengers on the ps5 i know it's still lacking content i know they still gotta bring more to it but i have faith this game might work (laughs) yeah i i i don't know i i really am kind of disappointed by by legion i think you know i i think it'll be better with on ps5 because of the it being able to load a lot faster but i'm gonna yeah. stick through it i'm gonna finish it but i don't know yeah. i was kind of really <laughs> hoping for more with it and i yeah. think i think so much of the issue of it comes from the fact that it feels like it's really lacking per- i think the reason why watchdogs 2 was so successful as it was is because it's oozing with personality marcus is awesome everyone in his version of dead sec is fantastic and they're all memorable to at least like personality wise like i might not remember the dude's name but the guy who had like the mask and he had like the expression like um leds like that dude was, was yeah. really cool and so but because of the whole non-centralized character the only character in legion that is at all memorable is the automated ai voice that you hear that guides you through it he's the only mm. character who is actually like interesting <laughs> And everyone else, because they're all randomly generated, are just kind of, who cares about them? That makes me wonder, like, do you think that part of the reason why they took this approach with Watch Dogs Legion was specifically because people complained about some of the characters in the previous few games? Because the character that you just brought up, Alex, with the, Mm -hmm. you know, crazy LED glasses, I specifically remember people complaining about him, about him Mm -hmm. being a little bit too much and now yeah. I wonder if it is like, oh man, we went a little bit too hard in the opposite direction to compensate. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I know Watch Dogs has never really been a franchise that has memorable characters. Like Aiden Pierce, was was his last name Pierce? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Like, remember when they tried to sell the collector's edition with his iconic hat? Like Also him coming yeah. as DLC, right? Yeah, as as like, they, yeah. They... That's the character from Watch Dogs that I like the Watch Dogs franchise that I wanted to have come in this game. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like the the non centralized uh, main character is very much an issue, and I just wish that there were more character. Like, I just I regardless if people complained about the guy from Watch Dogs Two, like that we were just talking about, he at least was memorable. He at least had a personality. Where because all of these characters are. Pretty uh, procedurally generated they kind of by definition will not have as much of a personality because they're not specifically written they are an amalgamation of small written pieces that then 
make a character and yeah, that's just never going to be as in-depth as a fully fleshed out character yeah i think we've said this multiple times i think technically what they've done with watchdogs legion is beyond anything we've ever seen in a yeah. game like this before but at the same time, that technical achievement does take away a bit from the narrative yeah. design of the whole experience. Yeah, I, I really hope that this system, like that this system gets used again. I really hope that they don't just think, oh, Watch Dogs Legion was a failure because people didn't really like it um, and just throw it away. Because I think that this is so like technically impressive that if you put it in a like and this obviously takes a lot of work and Watch Dogs Legion took a lot of work to make this game was in development for like what five years or something like it was a very At long least, time yeah yeah it was a very very long time and so I understand that it's not easy to just say oh we'll just take this and then put it in a good game but also like can you take that system and put it in a good game <laughs> is kind of what I was hoping is kind of what I'm yeah. hoping for that they do next I really just hope that they don't throw these procedurally generated like systems away because i think they are technically super impressive hmm agreed mm. yeah well like that's great and also a shame um just gonna i'm just gonna hard pivot here uh onto what i did because i have nothing else to follow up with watchdogs um great segue yeah, it's perfect. I, I know. That's why you <laughs> I mean, let me host. You, I mean, hey, Anytime. you're being honest. You're, you're not yeah, trying to I don't force have a really host, bad We're going to have a good show. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've been saying that all along, to be perfect. Oh, we know. I've been hearing um, it. Every, <laughs> every friggin' team meeting we have, it's just, uh -huh. is Mitch still doing anything? Yeah, seriously. Anyway, um, if, if you guys uh, remember... Um, part of the xbox series launch hype and everything um they announced that with game pass uh they're going to be merging in the ea uh access i believe it's called uh which is ea's e version EA of ea play i thought that was like their live show or something like that i, I don't know i don't know is i can't remember EA all access I'll act something like that. Pretty sure yeah. it's EA Play, because I was looking mm. into this because I was wondering why can't I play these games yet on my PC? Turns yeah. out it launches as part of PC Game Pass in December. Yeah. But yes, um, it is EA Play. Anyway, um, so I went looking through those games on my Xbox One, and I decided to boot up an old game that I remember passing by a lot in the Jumbo video and the Blockbuster called Black. Um, this was probably like one of the best looking games on the ps2 and uh original xbox um and it's uh i mean not a lot of things from back then uh hold up necessarily but it's 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 pretty typic uh typic it's it's pretty much your your typical uh first person shooter uh military like game it it seems i i've only played the first level um and i i had so much fun i got inspired to create this nice uh fast forward uh graphic all in adobe premiere all by myself um uh, as i learned how to do that and skip a good 20 minutes of cutscene that was really not that interesting um uh but um yeah gameplay wise i found it really weird um you can't games back then i guess you couldn't change the stick sensitivity um and i found the I some games you could 
but it had to be baked maybe in the system settings or the game settings. May, yeah, maybe back then. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, uh, it it's it's looking at it now. It's like definitely very generic. Um, they had some, in, I guess, some interesting things. Uh, this this game specifically, um, they they went on the the. It's a graphical powerhouse cell. Um, I love the uh, UI of it. I gotta say. Yeah, it does look really cool, uh, stretching in and out like that. That was me there trying to to find the um, uh, <laughs> sensitivity settings. Uh, and it specifically popped up and said, to open the door, uh, shoot it with your shotgun or something like that. And so that's that's what oh. I did there. Uh, but You mean the doors don't have handles or knobs in that it's, any fashion? You use your shotgun to open the door. Um, it's odd that more shooters don't do that, actually. No, yeah, think about it. I, I mean, it's just it adds to the realism. To be perfectly honest, um, yes, but, realism. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's like your your typical you know shooter with like not very good AI. Um, but this is just this, like Killzone Shadowfall. Pretty much this. Yeah, this footage <laughs> is the uh, the the first only the first level um, that we're showing here. Um, and you know, I I not necessarily inspired to go on but i'm glad i like picked up the controller oddly enough that uh the with my um series x controller that i got my do you, can you even call it that because it's technically Man, a series it, s controller any moment that well. you guys have yeah, you bring up the fact that you have all these series x controllers yeah, the, so. it is very you have to rub it in my face and i don't have anything yet this was the, this was the first thing i played on the new xbox wireless controller um remember it has usb-c that's neat yeah uh usb-c yeah. is is Except fairly it still uses double a batteries which is wrong it should just be goddamn rechargeable at this point it uh actually it i we're not getting into a rechargeable this again. i'm using <laughs> a rechargeable play and charge kit battery from my xbox in there that i can oh, charge with my usb-c oh, yeah, that yeah. looks real appealing yeah yeah no it's get the, it's get great the one that's made for the these controllers yeah, but then that takes an that, that's eighty what that dollar is. controller and makes it a hundred and ten dollar controller. I've also I've also got these nice uh, Duracell rechargeables because I guess you can't get the Enna loop that everybody in the states talks about. But yeah, uh, that's what I do. Um, yeah, all of that sounds uh, terrible. But... Just give me a built-in rechargeable battery. Sure. For the same price uh, as the other controllers. Or, 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 or. could buy. At or, Costco, just double A batteries and just replace them. Toss them right into the landfill. Yeah, because all of that's real good for the environment. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Mitch, uh, what is Fuser? Game of the Year material. Holy shit! Those those are it big is, fucking words. That's so I thing. was I was on the fence about this game for a very long time. This is a new rhythm game from Harmonics, the makers of Rock Band and Amplitude, and oh my god! So I watched the Six One Eighty crew as well as Zombie Kills. If you're not following either of them on Twitch, go do so. I don't have the links right now. I feel bad, um, but honestly, just watching them play it and the fun they had with it just sold me on it. I I had to have it. Um, I took advantage of yet another PC Optimum offer. I don't know how many times I'm going to drop that in this episode. Where if you bought a $50 PSN gift card, you would get $7.50 worth of points. At this point, you... can you influence them to sponsor us? I freaking You dropped yeah, their... Send them, blah, blah, blah. Send them the... 
send them the clip of me licking the Xbox. That'll convince Yeah, because that'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just send that to no, all the so, people we want to so have. So I, I had this us. PSN credit that I was planning on using on something, and I was going to mm -hmm. wait for next gen. And then I saw this game. I'm like, no, I have to have this now. I need it now. Um, no. So I spent far too much time than I'd like to admit playing this last night and then again today because um, again lest we forget Remembrance Day honoring your veterans um, I had the day off because of the employer that I work for so I played all day great and it's so <laughs> good It's what are it, the trophies like uh, not there's some social trophies which is a bit of a drag but we could probably mm. cheese them if we got a group together uh, the mm. rest is more so just like unlock all the cosmetics unlock all the songs that that kind of thing complete all of the campaign levels get five stars on all of the campaign levels which will be challenging but i've gotten five stars in a handful of them and you sort of get a, a, a feel and a rhythm <laughs> for um yeah. for the songs you want to use so essentially what you have you have four slots that are, you basically drop so by default each song has up to four tracks a dr usually a drum track bass track guitar or lead instrument track and a vocal track not all songs do but most of them fall into that category. You just you use the face buttons on the controller to decide what slot it's going to go in. You want to time it that it drops either on like a downbeat, so you have to have rhythm to play this game. It is a rhythm game. Uh, or on a, on a pickup, which is sort of like for each individual track, there are certain points in the song where it's going to pick up the next sort of segment of it. So like for mm -hmm. All Star, for example, there's a pickup where it gets into the whistling part of the vocals. So that kind okay. of idea, right? Um, mm -hmm. And now everyone is there a part in the middle of All Star where the people come out on stage and say "fuck this COVID shit"? <laughs> no, but they should. And also, this game is not a very good example because no one's wearing face masks. Um, but either way, it's it's so much fun. I even jumped into like some quick play. There's a cooperative freestyle mode where you like cycle through four players and you pick up where the last player pick, uh, ended off, and you have to like bring your crate of tracks in and mix it with the ones they had already put down. And it's so creative for someone who loves rhythm games the way I do. This game just it scratches every itch I've ever wanted a rhythm game to scratch. Um, mm. I am disappointed that it's a full price title. I feel like this would have been a great game to release sort of at a lesser... I, I can see the effort they put into it. The game is absolutely worth full price, but at the same time with the following a more... I don't want to say antiquated, but a more aged model in terms of the DLC of charging per track, it may have benefited them to lower the barrier to entry and have that recurring model of DLC be the way that they keep people in. Or you launch it as a game as a service where you have a library available to you for, let's say, a monthly fee. Um, mm. which would have been right. good, similar to what like Spotify or, or tried to whatnot. Do. But I'm, I'm you... in love with this game, and it is absolutely one of my games of this year. Are Baby Metal songs available? Not yet. But DLC mm. is coming, but maybe okay. not for well. Baby Metal specifically. But uh, <sighs> Killing in the Name is in there, which I love. love that song. Um, and that's all you need, because you drop any of those tracks yeah. into any song, and it just it ramps it up to 11. Hell yeah. It, it's been a real long time since I played a harmonics title. I'm not uh, opposed to trying this out at some point, but I think I'll have to save this for the Christmas vacation period. It also has Old Town Road and Party Rock Anthem. And who doesn't love Old Town Road and Party Rock? Uh, those are all great songs. I, the... I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to be dismissive of this or anything. No, but... like you've got Fatboy Slim in there. You've got Don't Fear the Reaper. You've got Post Malone, Lizzo, like... It spans everything, and I, I shelled out for the VIP edition that came with 25 DLC tracks, and uh, 
Yeah, it's a good time. It's so good. <laughs> that sounds fun. I, I can't I, wait I, to see how it plays on the PS5 with those load times. They'll be gone. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Imagine just jumping right into a song. That'd be amazing. Anyway. Uh, yeah, with that, I guess, uh, we're going to move on to some news. How's that sound? That's the official news music, as played by Mr. Mitch George. All right, so, number one on the docket here. Uh, it happened! It, yeah, it, it happened. happened. Uh, happy N7 Day, Alex. What? Yep. No. Yeah. No, keep dreaming on that one. Happy N7 Canada Post all night. That's another fever dream that no one thought was going to actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Happy Speaking N7 of. Day, Alex. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So they announced the, what is it? Legend, legendary, legendary Edition. Legendary Edition, which is just, it's Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 all in one. And it sounds yeah, like they're going to enhance... DLC. Enhance yeah. the first one somehow and make it a little more modern, I guess. Didn't they say the, all of those them were are the rumors? Enhanced? Those were graphically the rumors, enhanced. Um, none of that was I was really mentioned here. I yeah. was listening to the bombcast earlier today, and they said something along the lines that there might be something like that happen, like a game gameplay enhancement. Like it not, I don't mean like enhancement as they're getting rid of the Mako or anything like that, but um, something along the lines of maybe to make it feel a little more modern. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the rumors uh, were that it was delayed I, from its initial launch window because they wanted to yeah. modernize some of the systems in the original Mass Effect. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing that came out of this, too, was that they did say that they are developing yeah. the future of the Mass Effect franchise. So something else yeah. is coming. They just they, they dropped because um, this is. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's Casey. Oh, Casey, Casey Hudson. Hudson. Casey Hudson. Yeah. Uh, he posted a blog post on the Bioware uh, dot com or bl the Bioware blog. Blog.bioware.com. Yes. And uh, announcing the. Uh, this is. EA and Bioware and everything associated with EA has just a very fucked way of deciding to announce stuff. Because this is mm -hmm. a really. Like. Show this. Like, you. I just don't understand I mean, why this is just like. I, I why feel this like. Was announced in a blog post. I mean, I feel like, well, first off, we've known already that they are working on something Mass Effect related that is not, not like... I'm not even talking about the next game. I'm talking about the Legendary Edition. Why didn't you they You want to know why you didn't see it, Alex? You want to know why, why you didn't, didn't see, it? see it? So why they said it? Spring 2021. Mm -hmm. If this game was going to be ready for Spring 2021, they would have shown it off. So guess what? Yeah. yeah. It's getting delayed. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. This will not see the light of day until at least September. I bet September. November next year. September yeah. at September, the earliest yeah. is what I would yeah. say. Yeah, it's kind of baffling. I'm really excited that it exists. Or at least not even the fact that it exists. The fact that they finally just said that it exists because this has been a, this has been kind of a, a long-running rumor for a very long time. This was um, rumored by Jeff Grubb back when he was rumoredly revealing this and the Hot Pursuit remaster. So as soon as the first was announced, it was only a matter of time before this domino fell as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very excited to get to replay these games. It's been a couple of years since I, I am too. played any of I them. will play these for the first time when this game drops. Wow. Wonderful. So, I cannot wait. Uh, as previously mentioned, I have not played Mass Effect 1 before, so I'm very intrigued to try that one out. That's I, um, the only one I've er played. <laughs> earlier, you know... 
in this discussion, we talked about how apparently they're going to be remastering the games and kind of reworking their gameplay somewhat. I really do hope that means that they're not going to dumb down the games any more than necessary. I really hope that that just means streamlining it so that it, they're more easily accessible and not so that they're just more simple. Uh, and in particular, I'd be interested to see if they actually introduce more gameplay options into Mass Effect 2 and 3 that actually allow you to kind of further customize those experiences and make them even more complex. But yeah. I am not crossing my fingers just yet. I Yeah, I'm not expecting too much out of this other than I, from at least the do way... Do you think they'll let the you block... carry your saves forward? Like, what do you mean? Like, let's say you played the originals on the Xbox. You've only played, like, let's say the first one. Will they bring that forward to populate that uh, Uh, novel, that animated novel thing that was in the original trilogy? Or I would, I would highly, highly doubt that. So what? What I? What's going to happen is you're going to have to play through this legendary edition to get to whatever they plan on doing with Mass Effect next after the fact. Mm. So. This should have yeah, came out be before Andromeda. Cool. I don't know why Andromeda really, came out first. I'm really interested to to see specifically, like we we can move on from this because there's not too much sure. more to talk about this. But I just I'm really interested, just kind of as a closing note, I'm really interested to see with the next game, is it going to be a sequel to Andromeda or is it going to be another story in the Mass Effect universe? I really uh, hope. It's I the, think I really hope it's the latter. I really don't want to see yeah. a sequel to Andromeda. I feel like. I really like the like the Milky Way Mass Effect universe, and I hope that they continue to tell that because there's so many interesting stories that you could tell before the Reaper War that mm-hmm. could be really could be really great games. I remember back when the original trilogy was wrapping up, a lot of people were talking about how, oh man, it'd be really cool if you could go back to the beginning of the human civilization meeting up with all the other, right, first contact, meeting up with all the other races in the galaxy. I think that there's definitely a lot of potential there, and it would make for a nice contrast where Mass Effect Andromeda was way in the future, and this would be way in the past. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that they could do because this universe is so vast that I'm very hopeful that this will be one of a few steps, including the next Dragon Age, of Bioware kind of returning to their roots after the game that we will not say the name of. (laughs) But Um, that we already... Oh, sorry. I thought you meant Andromeda, but you meant the other game. No, the the other one that is somehow worse than Andromeda. Can I share something incredibly uh, like brain breaking with the crew? Sure. sure. Uh, so yeah. uh, Tina, uh, Tina Amini, editor-in-chief at IGN tweeted out that she started Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the PS4 and wanted to restart the experience on the Xbox Series X. However, Ubisoft released their what was it? Ubisoft connect or the whatever the yeah. future of the ubisoft club thing is where you know yeah. things just move mm-hmm. around uh mm-hmm. and so she booted up the game for the first time on her shiny new box and it picked up right where it left off because we live in the goddamn future that's kind of incredible that's brain-breaking cross-platform love... cross-save just works yeah no wow. one has any excuses There's... to not make this work now ubisoft yeah. for all of their faults they do do really cool <laughs> things like this sometimes Sorry for interrupting. Please continue, uh, AJ. 
Yeah. Well, we can move on from Mass Effect. Yeah, let's move on uh, to number two on our list. Take two to buy British video game developer Codemasters for $973 million. Where's uh, Nathan this comes... when we need him? Yeah, he, he likes money. This is no, very much a news story that was oh, that. put on okay, yeah, back when Nathan was still going to be on this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there isn't, uh, too much, uh, to speak about here, but, um, yeah, it, it sounds, so Codemasters, um, they do, uh, almost all the driving games ex- that aren't Forza or Gran Turismo these days. Um, yeah, uh, they're, they're, it sounds like they're going to be bought by Take-Two. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the best place they could be going. Uh, you know, we've heard, we've heard lots from you know over the years even uh about uh take two's management um in regards to crunch and whatnot with you know the rockstar stuff and heck even coming out of like you know they the fact that they haven't broken ties with um randy pitchford over at uh gearbox (laughs) yet uh it it says a lot it it says it you know they 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 like money and they clearly have money you know yeah, that's fine I mean, they're allowed for those for those not familiar codemasters is the studio behind the uh, franchises like dirt and f1 yes so with dirt 5 just releasing now on like i don't know what you want to call it launch window launch day i don't know this generation's mm-hmm. weird man uh but i know yeah. nathan played it on the ps4 and he really enjoyed it and i cannot wait to hear what he says about the ps5 game uh hopefully mm-hmm. this change to codemasters doesn't impact the quality and polish of the games that they do release and also doesn't force them into some of the rabbit holes we've seen uh other take two studios fall yeah absolutely okay being involved in anything is a little nerve-wracking but let's i mean also we've got a codemasters game coming up later in the show and one of the deals of the day so we'll talk about that take, that take two publishes yeah. the bad wrestling games right yes yeah yeah so uh, okay speaking of which we didn't put it in the dock because nathan wasn't here but aew just announced a new a wrestling game with Ukes, the developer yeah. of the original um, that they did WWE right. games, including the uh, head or the lead or the games, the director of WWF No Mercy, which for a long time has held uh, a lot of people by the heartstrings, uh, will be involved in that game in some way. So great, AEW making moves, man. They announced that they announced a mobile. Um, casino game or something as well sure. as like a mobile uh, gm game hmm. cool speaking of um confusion here um square enix has uh reported that uh 6.5 billion yen loss uh for hd games driven by marvel avengers something like that that, that uh, works so out to good. about 80 million <laughs> That works out to about eighty million dollars. This been game so was. Good. I, I'm like sorry, a fucking failure. Mitch. I'm sorry that I didn't organize more game nights on my Twitch channel where we played this. I should have done so. Oh my I, I, god. I alone had the potential to turn this around, but I failed you, and I apologize for that. The game is so good, and it could have been. Is a it though? It's, it's okay. It, it, it to... had the makings of a great game. It just. I, I really love I really love flying around as Iron Man <laughs> and switching between his lasers and rockets and repulsor beams. I thought that was really fun. I also That's like punching cool. people as Kamala Khan. That was pretty good. There were some cutscenes in the game that were pretty nice. 
to uh so bad i yeah you know i i i you know press some buttons and the character on screen did some things it's a video game alex will you please play with me on the ps5 i i will install it on the ps5 when there is something to play i hear it loads even better on the xbox Mitch, by when a they of seconds honestly but, like when, yeah. when we're getting these side-by-side comparisons of how things load on the xbox versus the ps5 everything's really fast so the difference between is a it, minute and six seconds and a minute and seven seconds not the end of the world everything is going to be, gonna be awesome spider-man listen you may not be able to go make a sandwich anymore but those few seconds are enough to go grab a werther's original out of your candy dish if you it's need enough it. to throw a so. ping pong ball on the top of your series x I yeah. wish I had Which... a ping pong ball because I really want to try that. <laughs> Just Listen, don't vape near it, please. Uh, um, uh, yeah, about we'll that. get there. There goes the Listen, weekend. Uh, Mitch, next yes, time sir. that the next big update for Marvel's Avengers comes out, I will gladly play it with you on stream. We will have the a great time. Is we need we need to be like when these new updates are dropping. The problem is they're dropping these updates. They're only playable if you're like max character level or max power mm. level. Well, so, what about the new characters though? The new Aren't character stuff like... will be enough to jump in to jump out of, yes. But... I was, yeah, I was going to say, let's do that. When a new character drops, we'll both play that. If a new character drops. <laughs> they, they will drop, come on. This now. game is definitely going to go Oh fully, my god. But... To, to be or, perfectly or... fair, uh, Square Enix has historically not necessarily been very um, understanding. Their expectations, yeah. Yeah, they're not very good at setting their expectations for their games, whether it be Lara Croft or the Hitman series. Yeah, like they, that's a good they, point. they bought Hitman. Had um, uh, who who made the new Hitman games? Um, Io. Io. Mm -hmm. Um, g gave them Hitman back when it didn't um perform as well as they expected it to. But like, yeah. So their expectations are probably and so. Yeah, 6.5 stand some of their decisions it, behind this game because when things hit the fan and they said okay we're going to push everything back they also introduced a 50% off cosmetic sale on their store and those mm. prices were reasonable I went in and bought two costumes that before Ooh. would have cost me like $30 worth of in-game currency which is stupid and got mm -hmm. them for half of that it was currency I only earned in-game I didn't put any money into it and I was glad that I bought those suits for I think it was Hulk and Iron Man yeah. They ended that. Those were reasonable prices. And they said, here's your last chance to go in and buy more stuff. Just leave. Like, it doesn't make... Like, people were happy they reduced those prices and said, well, maybe they should just leave them that way. The community said, just leave them that way. Guess what they didn't do? Fucking leave they it that leave way. leave them that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. But, um... So when does this game go free to play? Because it's probably going to happen. Never. Now. This is Square. Does Square have any free-to-play yeah. games other than stuff that it was built is for, like, Bible <coughs> Fantasy 14 free-to-play? Mm, no. Maybe? I don't know. Because there might be a, like, like, Google it? That's play like up only, to a certain like, level. That's the only, Maybe. Um, yeah. That's the only, like, sort of online yeah, you have game a, that they have that I can think of. They've got, like, Kingdom Hearts mobile games that were free-to-play, but they're very much gotcha. And I don't want to see them do something like that here where you, mean you initially so charge done. full price for a game and then make it full of, like, gotcha stuff, even though it's kind of already there, just not overly egregious. So, for a while, and, and I knew this because I actually did briefly jump into Final Fantasy fourteen. you've been able to jump into it and just, like, experience it for, like, a extended period of time for free. 
and basically they announced back in June that you're going to be able to level your character up to 60 and play through all story content through Heaven Sword, uh, basically for free as well. Okay. Honestly, we've got a couple people in the Twitch chat tonight. They're like, we'll play. And now I'm very excited that people might actually play this thing on the PS5. See, they say that now. They, yeah, they said then that they're going to play it the and game. snap their disc in half. <laughs> you know what? I might honestly do that on a stream if they uh, if they continue to do what they're doing to this game. Because I'm you don't that have is my a disc. biggest disappointment of 20. Huh? You don't have a disc for this game. You I can acquire one. Yeah, I'll give you mine. No, I might. Right. I honestly, I if if there's anyone out here who wants to play with us, I do actually have an extra disc copy of Avengers PS4. So please play with me. Speaking of p- poor monetization decisions, um, following player outcry, the Apex Legends Battle Pass is getting even easier to complete. Um, this is uh, from PC PC Gamer Andy Chalk over there. Uh, go ahead and give that article a click. Um, yeah, um, I've okay. So I haven't seen I've I've seen a lot of different kind of write ups about this, but where I've seen the most um, I don't know vitriol getting spewed uh is the conspiracy theories over on the uh apex legends subreddit uh i like cozy, that cozy paused in his scroll there on just a picture of prince charles for some reason yeah that wasn't even up, intentional. as upset about this as we are um <laughs> cozy you're you're the the apex guy around here these days Our what's apex happening predator the funny thing is that I so there's this tweet that this guy has where he's comparing the old season seven dailies to the new season seven dailies that they just updated the game with to make uh, achieving the battle pass easier. And like I'm looking at some of these challenges and I'm like, eh, I actually feel like I could accomplish those pretty easily. Uh, but I I understand that for the vast majority of players, uh, these. Uh, old season seven dailies and the previous requirements that required to re- level yourself up on the battle pass were a little bit too much and i think that it is good that they quickly swept in and made the changes to make the things much more agreeable yeah um so you know the the uh, not to pay too much mention to conspiracy theories but in the games industry, and you know, we're talking about EA here. Um, there, there's this idea of no, they, they, they want to uh, put, you know, put prices on these things or, or, or timing for, uh, for, for the the challenges you have to do in the game uh, to to such an outrageous level, so that no matter what, as long as they move it back uh, to what you know, to whatever, you know, they're, it's going to, they're going to reap in uh, good favor uh, from the, the player base. Um, hmm. And, you know, I, I can see, I can see a, a timeline where, where that absolutely is the case. I don't think, you know, any, any one developer is out there personally. going, I, I don't think any one developer out, out there is going like, Hey, yeah, let's get one over on these, these uh, apex jerks out here playing our game for fun. Um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, you have fun playing I, I, our video game. How dare you? Yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody's actually doing that, but yeah, I don't, I don't put any weight in that conspiracy theory. IMO. Yeah. All right. 
Um, yeah, uh, and that that's going to do it for the news here. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to read slash watch all the things. Um, I'm just going to... Stop me if you guys want to want to have a quick chat about something that I have in here, but um, I'm just going to try and go through this uh, uh, fairly quickly. Um, so the first one that I have here is uh, titled, PlayStation 5 won't launch with a web browser. No porn for you. Over at Gaming Bible, Ewan Moore, no more uh, wrote this one No more porn for up. you. The, the title of the story is No More Porn for You. We, we all know that you've already had some oh, porn that... in your life before this. Yeah. Do you yeah, think that there's fair. somebody who's going to access porn for the first time on their PlayStation 5? No, a young, not, a, right? not anymore, yeah. Yeah, not anymore. A, a young child absolutely would try that. I, I remember the first time I got a smartphone. I mean, Holy shit. That was amazing. The, the Vita was like very well known for... The original PSP could hold media. Yeah, like 51.1% of all console traffic to Pornhub in 2019 was from the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah there's no uh no web browser on PlayStation 5 for now. Um that's that's that. I wonder uh, moving how this on to... might impact because hmm? we we we've seen like if you take your console or your your phone or your video or your handheld whatever to a hotel and try to connect to their Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You have to do that through some sort of landing screen. I wonder if this means you won't be able to do that on the PS5. Because I know that was an issue with the Switch when it launched, and they added that browser in, but only mm-hmm. behind the scenes to pre- perform that one action. Yeah. Well, most people are not visiting hotels in general nowadays, so I suppose yeah. that Sony has some time to figure that out. I will let yeah, you know I be... stayed at a hotel in September, and it was weird as hell. Please continue. Oh. <laughs> that could be a firmware update that they add in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, um, moving on to the next one. Um, so there's been a bad rumor going around. So, uh, people trying to make it look like uh, Xboxes are are get catching fire. Uh, oh my god! This it's is it's hilarious. so it's hilarious and so dumb at the same time. Um, yeah. So the first article that I have here is the Xbox Series X is not on fire. It's just vaping. Uh, from Vice Gaming's uh, Matthew Galt. Uh, and then I have, um, internet trolls seem to be faking Xbox Series X problems for memes, uh, from over at The Verge, uh, from, uh, Chaim, Ch- Chaim, Chaim, uh, Gartenberg, I apologize for butchering your name there, um, and then, uh, Xbox on Twitter actually had to this get out and funny. tweet, yeah, actually had to get out and tweet, we can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. Who, yeah. Who thought, fu- I'm going to look at my Xbox Series X, my brand new thing that I just got. I'm yep. going to vape into it. That's <laughs> the first thing idiots. that they thought. Yeah. Also, before I, before I, you know, thought about it for more than a second, I'm like, if I vaped, I would have totally done this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took mean, a video of it. We do say this, but anecdotally, I also dropped in here. Uh, Adam Sessler tweeted out that he was having issues with his Xbox Series X. Uh, it was mm-hmm. running very loud. The fan wasn't turning off when uh, uh, when he turned the console off, like when it went into standby. Um, and like in weird intervals, it would just it would ramp up, ramp down. Uh, but he said overnight, it's kind of resolved itself. So maybe there is some weird quirks for launch, but that's to be expected hey. of new yeah. tech. 
but just brand new your hardware. mileage may vary but don't expect vape to come out of your goddamn box disappointing yeah absolutely um and and very last real quick um last thing i want to say here is uh phil spencer wants one versus 100 back on xbox two and he is on the case um yeah uh GameSpot's james o'connor wrote this one up uh go ahead and give that one a click um he uh phil spencer so one versus 100 is a very good uh xbox 360 nostalgia point for me uh if you've ever played uh hq trivia it's kind of in the vein of that but uh the game show one versus 100 and you played it on your xbox um and it got a uh, hundred uh, people in the audience and one person was chosen at random and got to be a contestant. And, you know, me and me and uh, a, a few of my friends, you know, would meet up like every, every showing of it. There were a few shows uh, per week um, with uh, Chris Cas- Cashman was hosting it. Um, yeah. If, if they can bring something back in this vein where it's like nightly primetime live, let's all game together kind of like an HQ or something like that. I think that'd be a, a really cool, interesting thing. Every the original time... one. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I... you can go ahead. Mine was more about Phil Spencer versus. Okay. Yeah. So the original one versus 100 was published by Microsoft, right? Like it was a Microsoft game studio title. Yes, I believe so. I, yeah. I think. So based on that, if they were to bring it back, it would also presumably come to PC. Probably. Possibly. All right, I'm good. Go ahead. They're they're very they're very prevalent about putting everything that they make on. PC, I would be so. I would be down for that. Then I would play yeah. every time it went live. Um, yeah. I I yeah, want I mean, a reason to buy an Xbox, and I still have not seen one. Well, I mean, you have a very good computer. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm like um, Mitch on that. By the way, yeah. like if they put it on PC, that will definitely increase my chances of playing this. And this is a game that like I don't have much atten- like attachment or fondness or memories attached to but but wait yeah Cozy, these didn't you buy an xbox series x well i'm saying like prior attachment. Oh, okay okay <laughs> you'd be like you can just play it there you don't need your pc for that <laughs> yeah all i will say is that every time phil spencer talks about xbox and the future that they are planning with xbox and just even retrospect retrospectively looking back at xbox he cements more and more that he is the absolute perfect person to be the head of that that company or like the head of that um division of microsoft like he is so perfect for xbox and yes they're still not perfect yet but he is perfect for them and he is continuing to put them on a really really good track and god damn i love that man every like (laughs) like he's just such a great force for xbox i keep picking up his xbox controller and i love it yeah I, I feel like Xbox has really cultivated a really great, uh, like, force of people between, like, Aaron Greenberg and Stein, the community manager, and Phil Spencer, of course. I'm really excited to see what the future of Xbox is going to start to look like with these people at the forefront. I just want to say, uh, Reclusive Dragon one in the chat said it would actually, one versus 100 would be a good Twitch game. Oh, yeah. It, it Think feels about like that. it was made for, like, tw- uh, Twitch uh, audience, and so yeah, I really and it was just it they... came out at the wrong time, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was, it, it was a Twitch time. phenomenon that predated Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, if they do bring it back, they you know take those philosophies in mind when they bring it. 
All right. Uh, and with that, let's just uh, move on over to It's Raining Deals. Uh, Cozy, you put something in here. What have uh, we got going yes, on? Yes, that's right. Uh, PokemonCenter.ca has officially <gasps> launched. So .ca. if you want to get some neat little Pokemon goodies, it's weird because I'm actually right now at www.pokemoncenter.com, but this is where the .ca link redirects you to. In any case, see the CN CA as the locale C after yeah. the .com. It, it knows you're in Canada. Yeah. It's just doing things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want some high-quality Pokemon merch, this is the place to go. They actually have a little promotion thing right now where you can get a special delivery Pikachu Pokemon training card for oh, eligible I really purchases like that. that are Cozy. over $20. Everything in the store is really expensive. I put two shirts in my cart, and it was going to be $80 with shipping. Convince me that I need to press continue on that. I mean, inevitably, you're going to catch your next shiny on stream. But you know what would make catching your next shiny on stream even better? Is if you were wearing a Pokemon shirt when you did that, bitch. Oh, crap, he's got a point, guys. I did actually catch Don't a shiny Quagsire yesterday. I was just playing and meeting. Uh, not <laughs> after work. I was playing Anyways, I know... Uh -huh. anyways i just wanted yep. to give that a mm -hmm. shout out because i've actually uh, i know uh -huh. i i do agree by the way mitch uh, that this stuff is expensive but i've been very very pleased with some of the stuff Dude, i've gotten that, from that pokemon stores christmas in the past. sweater oh my god like the christmas Ooh. merch they come out with are you kidding me they got onesies which i want i want to get me and carmen matching onesies but it's really expensive <laughs> um they should make you know the inflatable dinosaurs they should make like a fur alligator one of those. They have a two foot tall Marip plush that is two hundred and fifty dollars. Hell yeah! Wow. Wow. All right. You guys done talking about Pokemon? <laughs> yep. We're talking um, about we're talking about video game merch. You like that, Alex? I do yeah. like that quite a bit. All right. Um. And Mitch, you uh you put something else in here. I don't know if it's actually a good deal. Yeah. Uh. The Codemaster quote unquote masterpiece. Uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads is on sale for like 66% off. It's like 20 Was this the reason why 2K Was this the reason why 2K spent as much money as they did because Yes, they absolutely game. bought Codemasters because of the Fast and Furious license they have for a single title. That's what I thought. Uh, but, but if you wanted to have a funny time playing a not so great licensed game, Fast and Furious Crossroads has got you. I, I was seriously convinced that Vin Diesel is going to delay this game so that they can improve on it and make it better, but I guess not. No, instead he he, he uh, is working on Bloodshot 2. He's, because the first uh, one did and, so and well. And his next album. <laughs> Vin Diesel's more of a D&D &D guy than a video game guy, I think. I thought he was more of in like terms, a, a Latin in terms, beats like dance hall guy now isn't he doing like oh music yeah he stuff? put out like he put that music yeah well everybody gets into music at some point you reach a certain level of fame i mean i do own a bass happens. guitar or two yeah so. i i've got an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar and i don't play them so okay. yep <laughs> all right uh and with that um i think that's gonna do it uh let's all right good night move. everyone yeah see you later bye no um yeah i know sorry i just want um, to play more fuser <laughs> tough shit uh <laughs> let's move on to the topic of the show how about that how about we do that instead oh yeah all right if we uh, must i need i need more things to do while i'm refreshing canada post anyway that's true that's true tonight on press yyz uh our topic of the show is 
a year-by-year look back on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One's whole entire life cycle. So from, I'm guessing, like, their proper reveal and announcement until yesterday? Yeah, basically until pretty much uh, yesterday and tomorrow till this week till this month. yeah until the whenever by yeah. the time this show um, comes out it'll be out of date absolutely uh so cozy this is this is kind of your brain baby um right so you you have a, a co- copious amounts of a co- copious or coziest amounts of notes oh i, I thought mm. for a second you were gonna say i don't know how to say copious but you you brought it around no i brought it or i it's it hit me like a shit ton of bricks let me tell you um yeah so in i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and kind of like go through some of some of your notes here and just if you guys have something to say about anything that i i say here just uh go ahead and um i don't know say something about it um, so in 2013, the PlayStation 4 is announced in February in a long, meaty press conference that really emphasizes games. Smart. Um, I, I, I remember, I remember hearing that, that February and stuff like that and seeing some of this gameplay stuff. And it was, uh, I remember it being fairly exciting. Um, and it's the first, first time I personally heard of Mark Cerny. Yeah. Yeah. So in a major capacity at least you know yeah. I, I went back and i watched uh, a bit of this press conference in preparation for today's episode and it's really interesting because everybody remembers this press conference very fondly because it was the moment where sony stepped out of the shadows and very definitively placed its flagpole down as like we are a company that is all about gamers we're not interested in gimmicks or giant enemy crabs or being an all-inclusive entertainment console we are here to deliver great games the actual press conference itself though has a lot of periods of time where it just kind of drags on and it's it suits talking in front of stock images on giant jumbo screens like it's make no mistake it is overall an excellent press conference but it is very different in style from the sony press conferences that we have today which are just boom 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 game 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 i feel like during this whole time like during this whole press conference i thought that there was a little bit of disappointment with just the fact that they didn't show the box Mm -hmm. during it they only showed the dualshock 4 and like now people look back on it fondly of like the first time we kind of like sony talked about the playstation 4 but i remember at the time and maybe this was just my own personal feelings of being like they didn't show the they didn't show the box what was the point of it and i i to be fair though it's hard to sort of put myself back in that headspace because you know social media was a completely different landscape and i wasn't really on it in the same capacity that i am now also you were like six uh seven actually oh wait actually No, really? I was 14. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Thank God. <laughs> See, I knew you guys would believe that, too. Like, uh-huh. Seven. I think I was in university when this came out. <laughs> oh, man. I was 23. I was in high school. No one uh, likes almost, you. I was almost 23. Okay, so we so still kind of like you. Yeah, yeah, just All a little right. bit. Um, yeah, so then later on in the year, um, the Xbox One is announced in May oh, in a confusing boy. press conference that can focuses more on entertainment than games 
You know, this yeah. this is the inf- infamous TV, 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 TV montage, I believe. This is the pre-Phil yeah. Spencer era Microsoft. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Don Matrick. That's not Don, Don Matrick on screen. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah. is a uh, coffee that advertisement. Yes. He yeah. Yeah. Hence he why I'm not showing Xbox. it on screen yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was he was high up, but he wasn't like, he wasn't the where he is now, but yeah, yeah there's yeah. some... There's a few very specific moments that that I was this the conference where they talked about the DRM and always online or was that the next? No, so that, that stuff came out like I okay. think at like not so dur- it didn't happen during the conference. It was like question follow up questions like privately after the conference that got uh, out. Okay, I think so it was it also rumored was... before the conference. Like there so it was, was still, yeah. like spec around sheets this... that leaked or something like that. So it was yeah. still around this event though. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. here's here's the other thing though. Um, they I mean, the they I believe they wrong, announced. Apparently. Yeah, the price was definitely wrong. Um, they uh, also announced um, the you know the connect portion of this. I believe. If um, the Xbox logos were not the goddamn prices right. I was gonna say if the Xbox logos were not like on these giant screens in the middle of this press conference, I would struggle struggle to tell you what this was for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Remember, remember when they announced the Halo show uh, with Steven Spielberg involved, and we haven't seen anything from that since? It's Except still in they just recast Cortana to her proper voice. Uh, that didn't make it in the news, but that's good. Finally. Um, yeah, either way, this, yeah. this whole event was a complete shit show. And it was. The It was the moment that the Xbox One failed. Yeah. Listen, okay, listen. Um, I have a, a cable box, um, and, you know, I have an Xbox One, and that, for, for years, that is exactly how I watch TV, through my Xbox One. It was a feature I actually liked. I enjoyed the, the snap feature of it, um, being able to, uh, you know, have two, like, a, a YouTube video in the corner while I'm playing a game or something like that. Uh, something that I'm I can do now because I've got a computer that uses two monitors. Um, it, it was a feature that I liked and took advantage of, um, as well as um, you know, uh, what you may remember, Mitch, when we were playing uh, Warzone uh, many years ago. At this point, um, me Feels yelling like at it. the screen to record that because yes, my Connect is still hooked up. I still use. Like, You're the only one, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm the last one. I'm the last Xbox One. Um, That's I, why like, they for... named it what they did. Yeah, you I get it all... now. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad I could ha- make you have that epiphany. There's only one person left in the world still using a goddamn Connect. One thing yeah. I want to talk about, just because. Yeah. So with the so the Xbox, Xbox okay. 360, and the reason they called it the Xbox 360 was because if you put an Xbox 2 on the shelf next to a PlayStation 3, people are yep. automatically going to have a bias against it. It mm-hmm. makes sense. So they had to go outside the box, no pun intended, um, yep. and so they called it the Xbox 360. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was a great name, honestly. I think the Xbox 360 is a fantastic name. It, it so then, sold well. Then they not, not due to the name, but more so due to the features, but I agree. Yeah, then, they then they pulled they a, immediately They pulled a back. Wii U. Yeah. They pulled a Wii U. They went yeah. backwards. They pulled a Wii U. Yeah. Called it the Xbox All-in-One Entertainment System. So Xbox yeah. One, which uh, briefly got abbreviated to Xbone. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And Don't nobody, forget the and, Xbox uh, Sad. 
Oh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're a few years off from that one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, this, so the next point. Such a such a dumb name, and there's so many things built on from this event that just yeah resulted in you know obviously Abs- yeah it just made the Xbox yeah. One destined to fail. So I ju- I just want to read through these uh, next uh, four points here really quick because it was kind of a, a shit show all the way down to to the end here. Um, fear and anger is raised over the fact that the Xbox One will force players to log in online once every 24 hours to play games offline and make it very difficult to share um, used games. At E3, the draconianism of Xbox One's DRM uh, policies are put on full display when PlayStation makes it clear it won't be doing the same in a tongue-in-cheek video. Uh, friend of the show Adam Boys was in that video. Um... Yeah, Microsoft I enough to have heard how that video came to be, and Ooh. oh my god, Ooh. I I under I understand why the tongue in cheek tweet that Xbox put out about the horizontal versus vertical orientation of the Xbox Series X uh, mm-hmm. was taken down because the mm-hmm. hoops you have to jump through at these big companies, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I want to say another thing because I remember this time very, very vividly because I was so in the Xbox ecosystem because I was so diehard Xbox 360. You mm-hmm. were? One of, or I was. Are. I loved the Xbox. I or was. Well, well, I'm back in it now. But for, <laughs> for many years, I was like, I'm done with Xbox because of yeah. this shit. One of the fucking biggest things that came out of E... I think... I can't remember if it was the first showcase or if it was E3 was when people were asking Don Matrick, that fucking... Never mind. Um, that guy. <laughs> that dude. Um, that man. Dude since sunk, like, three companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when people were R. asking him, hey, what happens if, you know, you just don't have a reliable internet connection? And his response to that was, well, if you, you know, or you want to be able to buy used games... And his response to that was, if you want to be able to buy used games or you don't have an internet connection, we have a product for you. It's called the Xbox 360. That oh, that was level, bad. That level of fucking... Hubris? Like, yeah, hubris and fucking like, just condescension was another thing that just was a nail in the coffin to why the Xbox One just failed as hard as it did. And holy fuck... I just oh man like sorry there's just so many moments specifically from the first year of the or the on the building up to the release of the Xbox One that really yeah. stand out that like were the the nails in the coffin that led to Microsoft having to play catch up from the very beginning and it's kind yeah. of in one of the things I think is really fascinating at least from the last you know couple of generations is whoever is in the lead has this huge amount of hubris like mm. Sony did it with the PS2 to PS3 fucking Nintendo did it with um Nintendo you know did it with the, the Wii, Wii U. to the Wii U like mm-hmm. and then Xbox did it with the 360 to the Xbox 1 and it just feels like this continuous like this pattern mm-hmm. uh that I just find really fascinating yeah yeah I feel like we've got anyway. a finer line to that though going into this generation I feel like both companies yeah. have learned and yes they're still making mistakes when it comes to either game releases or you know features in the box day one like there's some misses of course because it's new tech yeah 
But yeah. by and large, I don't see them making the same. Like we we thought for months. Oh my god, why isn't Sony showing anything? Why isn't Sony showing anything? There must be something wrong. They're not showing anything. They didn't have to. They'd already sold yeah. out the boxes, and now we're seeing yeah, I think that they're great, and there are great games available for both systems. So just enjoy what uh, you play. There's no need for yeah. console war. I think. Bullshit. I think with this, I think especially uh, because all three system manufacturers are doing completely different things, they're hardly really competing with each other anymore, in like a traditional sense. I think that yeah. has a lot to do with perhaps why they're that was this. the only way Xbox is going to save themselves this time around yeah. is to like look uh, for what isn't being done. At the beginning of this console generation that we're talking about right now, what definitely happened is both Nintendo and Microsoft felt like they needed to fight the previous console generation's wars. So in the case of Nintendo, they figured, oh, we can just replicate what we did with the Wii, with the Wii U, and obviously that didn't work out. And with Microsoft, as we all know, Microsoft got, uh, you know, up high on that uh, sweet, sweet Kinect action. And then oh, based yeah. on that, it was like, oh, yeah, well, we need to kind of like follow up on this and just double down on the connectness and, you know, entertainmentness of our Xbox consoles. And that led to, of course, a lot mm-hmm. of the early confusion in its case. Yeah. Um, Whereas so Sony really... was the only one, just quickly, like Sony was the only one that right off the gate was like, this console generation needs to be fought a different way. We can't fight the same war twice. We have yeah, to yeah. redefine fought, what this would... generation is about. Yeah, they fought it with games, and by and large, it was successful for them in the PS4 generation, right? Absolutely. Um, So then, um, I remember when this happened specifically, Microsoft pulls a 180 in June and reverses its always online and game-sharing policies. Um, I remember, um, because this was the, the year that I went to the E3 that one time and went to, like, the EA press conference and everything, and I left... Uh, that feeling inspired to pre-order a PS4, uh, but not an Xbox One until they sorted their shit out. And then Patrick Klepek, who was at Giant Bomb at the time, um, now over at Vice Gaming, um, he was the one who actually broke the news um, almost a, a day before it was set to be announced. Um, Ooh. Yeah, he he got the big scoop on it. Um, he uh, he he put the story out there on Giant Bomb, and it spread like wildfire. And I immediately pre-ordered an Xbox One uh, as kind of a reward. And then the next day, they came out and said uh, that they were going to uh, reverse those those uh, awful awful policies. Um, and then yeah. um, both consoles eventually released in November of twenty. 13 uh and uh the ps4 proved to be more successful because even up to like three years ago at this point people were still saying things like oh you you have to be all you always have to be online for that i don't like that Uh, with regards to the xbox one so it was the xbox was yeah it it had very it had scarred it very bad those those original policies i I like that we're an hour and 20 minutes into the show and we're just getting to the launch of the ps4 the xbox one yeah okay it it is true that we it is true that we've talked a lot about the first year of both consoles but i mean this first year is incredibly important to understanding both consoles overall narratives there's a lot that changes on the road ahead but that so much of what changes is specifically in response to what happens in 2013 once we start getting into like 2017 2018 2019 the changes are a lot more incremental 
Yeah. yeah, and I mean that the the big thing that really did spark everything at launch, and this is something. Thank you, Clertle, who's in our Twitch chat. Um, mm-hmm. The PS4 was cheaper. The Xbox yeah. bundled the Connect in every box, and that was a mistake. And that put Sony out to a lead that they have not yet relinquished. I can't yeah. speak. I'm tired. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on to 2014. Um, in uh, January, uh, Sony announced PlayStation Now, which is, a cl- oddly enough, a cloud-based gaming service. Um, wow, so ahead so of the times. They were kind of ahead of the time. You know, not further ahead than uh, on live, if you remember that. But um, you know, that never caught on. This Neither was, did PlayStation oh no, this wasn't Now. On live, this was Gaikai, right? That they acquired. This was Gaikai. PlayStation Now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Correct. they they acquired Gaikai for that. Yeah. Um, so then um, later on, uh, Sony revealed uh, Project Morpheus, which is the what became the VR uh, PlayStation VR headset. Um, and in the same month. Um, they uh microsoft announced that it will be uh finally releasing an xbox one not bundled with connect um so they really backpedaled on that one um timed exclusives uh started to become a a weird thing um yeah that's where the the, uh the one big example of this yes that's the the one big example where microsoft made a big stink about how Rise of the Tomb Raider was going to be exclusive to the Xbox One. It's no no longer coming anywhere else, but then, lo and behold, a little while later, it comes to the PlayStation 4. And that basically becomes a big trend in this console generation of a game will appear on a console for a limited period of time, and then eventually, after much ado, it will make its way everywhere else. Yeah, which was strange at the time, because we'd we'd seen timed exclusives before. It was whatever. But this is the first time we'd seen it with a sequel. Yeah, it, it was a sequel well, that had come out uh, uh, on a previous generation and on uh, the original uh, Definitive Edition had come out on both consoles. And this was Microsoft saying, no, Sony can't have this the next one until a year later. So, yeah, we're still seeing and, that now. Godfall was just announced to be six months exclusive to the PS5. Avengers oh boy, has exclusive content. Loop. I have to find a way to talk about Avengers Death any chance loop, I get. And, uh, mm-hmm. The Ghost con- yeah. which I still think are going to come to PC Game Pass day one. I can see. It. I mean, that would make sense, but that's that's speculation for another time. Absolutely, oh, speculation anyway. for another year. We're going to get to in twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Microsoft in September bought Mojang, the developer of Minecraft, for two point five billion dollars, which was one of yeah the, one of the best know, decisions they could have made at that point i think yeah. phil, phil spencer was in charge at that point right i think so or uh, at least well, i think the... this actually came from like this was microsoft announcing the acquisition it wasn't xbox okay so even if he was in it charge, wasn't xbox it was, it was microsoft proper so satya nadella seeing the value in moyang and the product and the Got benefits it. for education and you know the merchandising and all Got that. it. Got yeah it. Got this it. was it's... kind of oh go ahead well, I was going to say it's interesting because, like, they probably were not thinking of it in this capacity at the moment. But, like, in retrospect, this kind of would portend all of the acquisitions that Microsoft would come to make years later. That was exactly uh, the point I was going to make. Yeah, it was yeah. also their first dabbling in cross-platform or multi-platform releases, which we've seen now from a few of their originally exclusive titles or Microsoft published titles going elsewhere, not staying mm-hmm. just on the box. Which I think yeah. as we get into this new generation of machines, Microsoft's approach isn't to sell you the machine, it's to sell you the services. 
Yes. Um, and then in the Why fall is of that 20... Guy missing or... a face? I'm sorry, yeah. Cozy brought up something we're getting, someone missing No, we're a getting face. there. We're getting there. We're getting there, Mitch. We're getting there, Mitch. We're getting I'm scared. In the fall of 2014, um, it, it be, kind of became known as the, the, the year of the, the season of broken video games. Master Chief Collection was uh, released. Oh, yeah. No, Drive yeah, Club, Assassin's Creed Unity, which is what you're seeing on screen right now. Yeah, that it was there. Hmm, developers were rushing their games out the door to try and yep. meet deadlines and l paying, learning the hard way about the, the consequences of doing that. Yeah. I so. could go on and on and on about why the Master Chief Collection being as yeah. broken as it was at launch was another one of those fucking things that Microsoft did that just completely screwed over the entire generation for them but by and large it like along with all of the decisions that they basically made throughout 2013 this was one of this is one of if not the biggest like mistakes yeah. that they made for from the xbox one generation that they're still trying to fix now yeah at least i mean at yeah. least it's out on pc now yeah so yeah, and they're and taking it, I, their time releasing it piecemeal to make sure that it all works together, and which yeah. is nice. Also, what we forgot to mention Halo Four is going to drop next week. Very excited oh, good. about that. That'll be fun. But again, anyway, cozy. Well, I was just going to say, you know, what was unfortunate about this, right, is that it felt like there were two different fall seasons in a row where neither the PlayStation 4 nor the Xbox One were getting an incredible slate of holiday releases. You know, mm -hmm. you had good games like Resogun, for example, at the PlayStation 4's launch. And obviously, in the time, in the year between these two different periods of time, you had plenty of good games, first and third party, that released for both consoles. But it's it felt like it took a long time for this sort of console generation to get going it felt yeah. like it took a long period of time for be it you know online centric or non-online centric experiences to arrive on both the xbox one and playstation 4 in really good shape or simply mm -hmm. arrive at all yeah anyway um 2015 um that year uh playstation 4 would uh hit over 30 million consoles sold um and then let's see i'm reading your notes here do 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 sony yeah showed off uh the last guardian final fantasy 7 uh remake probably just the logo at that point um shenmue 3 no there was uh, way more of final fantasy 7 remake at the 3 in question. 2015 yeah yeah, it was, the, it was like, wasn't it like the entire like first cutscene of the game? I thought like, the initial no, announcement was literally no, just a logo no, no, of no. this is coming. No, uh, so okay, so what I'm remembering specifically on, is scrub through they this. showed that what they showed was, hey, Final Fantasy VII uh, is coming, and it's just the HD remaster, but that was not what anybody wanted. And then like a next year or two later. They then showed something. I'm not. No, I 2015. Don't there was an I, maybe trailer. I don't know. They they did something, but no, they yeah, they not... showed off a trailer. I mean, it was you know entirely pre-rendered yeah. and all that, but they did show off yeah. an actual trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake at E3. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I it was actually announced. Time is a flat circle. Oh, and yeah. I just sort of announced in 2015. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I think this really kind of underscores how at this point in the console's life cycle, Sony is really beginning to kind of 
put all of its pots on all of its burners and really beginning to get stuff ready. It's still a little ways out, but it's clear that this next console generation, or well, at the time, this current console generation is going to yield some real cool stuff real soon. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so the, they also announced Shenmue 3, uh, Dreams, and Horizon Zero Dawn. They had already uh, as announced well. Dreams at this point. Dreams was announced yeah. during the, yeah, that's the true. unveiling of... That's true. It was... Yeah, they, they finally... I think they finally revealed it or something like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It had um, been previously teased a few times beforehand. And yeah. this is like the final unveiling. Yeah. Um, and then over at uh, Microsoft, uh, Phil Spencer announced backwards compatibility, which was uh, the, fir- the first real showing that they were looking to go a different direction um backwards compatibility in my opinion is a, is kind of a big deal yes uh old game is old but sometimes it's nice to go back right I also and the just, fact that go ahead oh i just i think backwards compatibility is really important in preserving this art form because this has been a long-running thing with video games is that they for up until very recently it's been like haven't been preserved like Mm -hmm. in the ways that like you know film has been or you know music or like any other form of our books or any other form of art and so with a huge company like microsoft taking a stance of saying we are going to preserve these games indefinitely i think Mm -hmm. was huge also just the the technical feat that backwards compatibility on the xbox one was the fact that the xbox one is emulating an original xbox or an xbox 360 is again it's a technical feat that clearly is so daunting and not like sony must not believe it's worth the effort to do it because if if it was easy they would have done it and clearly it isn't it definitely won't be for the ps3 that's for sure well yeah still uh, oddly screw continues to screw them to this day yeah I wonder how long, like, I don't even, I don't know entirely how it works. Mitch, you're more versed in that than I am, but can computers eventually get powerful enough that it won't matter how crappy the architecture of the cell processor was? Presumably. Um, Presumably. And I mean, there are working PS3 emulators, but it is, it does require a lot of horsepower to get them running. uh, Because you're basically, you're taking what is an architecture that you're so a lot of these machines either run on things that are much less powerful or are incredibly similar to what you're running it on so emulating them isn't as big of a deal because you're using the same chipset as soon as you get into something different you basically have to emulate everything the machine does not just uh emulate like the os for example or emulate whatever the base um Um, machine is like the virtual machine that has to run the game inside the system so there's a lot that could go in there's a lot that would need to be done to get that Mm -hmm. working i still have faith that it will happen eventually Mm -hmm. but it is not an easy task and i think sony's approach to this is just having you rebuy the games again through playstation or subscribing to playstation now or just using playstation now to emulate the cell architecture in the cloud which i think makes more sense honestly because yeah. in the cloud you could basically just have a bunch of machines set up that are running cell architecture right so mm-hmm. that's um, fair 
Anyway, in any case, um, um, yeah, you know, Phil Spencer announcing backwards compatibility for the Xbox One is a great way for Microsoft basically to sort of set themselves apart from the PlayStation ecosystem in a way that is pro gamer, but also you know something that Sony can't claim to have or be interested in. It's sort of the first of many steps on their road to redemption and to the current console generation that we kind of just arrived at in many ways. Ab- absolutely. Um, so then. Um, in October, Phil Spencer admits that the Xbox One probably won't beat the PS4 in terms of sales, um, but they're going to focus on building their consumer base, Game Pass, um, it, which wasn't announced at that point, but it was getting there. Um, but then um, by the end of the year, both Sony and Microsoft had cut the... Um, I just accidentally turned my Xbox One on. Fun fact. Um, well, also, every yeah, time both... you see me grimace and shake my head at my screen, it's because I'm refreshing Canada Post. Okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Microsoft and uh, Sony slash their console prices to three forty nine ninety nine. I'm guessing that's U.S. prices. Xbox, turn off. It didn't it? Didn't hear me. Fuck it. Anyway, um, moving on to twenty sixteen. At this point, um, this is where the first mentions of things like. Uh, Crossplay, crossplay and stuff are really really kind of starting to make their rounds um and sony doesn't want to play ball with microsoft uh of course why would they they're in the lead and microsoft uh is trying to play catch up there um but also this is yep. the first inclination that we got about well for one 2016 was when the playstation 4 pro was released yep as well we got the xbox one s and the mm-hmm. first inclinations of Project Scorpio. Yep. Yeah. This is it true. Was a big, it was a big year and really showed how different this generation has or was compared to previous generations, specifically yeah. in the sense that it was that there was like a mid step to the generation for both for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was I mean it was a really interesting year because you saw two different console manufacturers pursue two very different strategies to try to appeal to their base. Xbox went the route of let's, you know, introduce all these various new hardware models or at least tease them. And PlayStation went the route of we're already doing fine. So we're pretty much just going to focus on games. And Mm -hmm. specifically, we're going to get Hideo Kojima. We're going to have him make this kooky new first party game called Death Stranding. And we're also going to unveil the new God of War, uh, among others. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this was I mean, specifically with like the with Project Scorpio, this was a really good move by Microsoft in just the sense that the Xbox One was significantly underpowered compared to the PlayStation 4. The fact that it couldn't hit 1080 30 frames on a good day was very much an issue where PlayStation kind of just kept to their bases like you said. Xbox needed to they needed to give you a reason why you needed to own an Xbox, and so their idea was let's make the most powerful console. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then on the on the PlayStation side though, um, they announced uh, God of War, Spider Man, Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima, um, you know, all all that fun stuff. Um, and then they also they they announced the Pro and the Slim. Um, and then PSVR also releases that year, so yeah, big Which... year for for PlayStation. Um, and you can see 
that Microsoft is turning their not in the turning their turning their ship in the not in the same direction, but in their own right direction. So just as in broad speaking terms of it. Um, yeah. Uh, then we move on to 2017, which is when the Nintendo Switch launched. Um, so Nintendo's uh, finally answer. They finally had their answer to the the uh, beta test that was the Wii U in terms of portability and whatnot. Um, then um, let's just see here. I would say that you know, yeah. uh, the thing about the Nintendo Switch, like talking about it in relationship to the Xbox One and PlayStation Four, is that the introduction of the Switch, um, in addition to you know introducing a little bit of healthy competition in the market, also uh, gives birth to a sort of mini relationship between uh, the big N and Microsoft, where Microsoft is willing to let a couple of uh, games that are, you know, previously would have solely rested on its platform come over to Nintendo's console, such as Cuphead for a period of time, um, mm -hmm. the Metroidvania games uh, with a really beautiful art style that are, I'm for some reason blanking on. Ori. Ori. Uh, and of course, uh, Minecraft, although, you know, obviously that had appeared on other consoles beforehand, but we got Minecraft with crossplay through yeah. the relationship between the two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, um, let's just, I'm just skimming this stuff now because we're only halfway there. Uh, let's see. Da, da, Living da, on da, a prayer? Da, da, da. Yep. You I had to. nailed I'm it. Sorry. Um, sorry. In uh, in February, uh, Microsoft finally announces Game Pass. Uh, it's uh, not uh, Netflix uh, or PlayStation Now. It's just these games are going to be downloaded instead of streamed. Uh, we'll see where that gets them. Um, then um, you know that's when uh, then also uh, Microsoft revealed Project. Uh, Scorpio is the one X um, and it'll be coming out in November. Uh, Crossplay becomes a, a, a super hot button issue um, and uh, Rocket League would be like one of the first ones to support it I guess um, it, between Xbox One and Switch. Um, Sony uh, hit 70 million sales uh, and PSVR hit 2 million and Xbox One had about 33 million sales that year. Uh, this is also the year that the Battle Royale came into being in terms of popularity. So, uh, right, which Microsoft briefly kind of tried to capitalize on by trying to scoop up the exclusivity on PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, but then Fortnite showed up and kind of made that irrelevant. Yeah, that just sort of ate everybody's lunch at that point. Um, yeah, you remember Fortnite? Wow. Dead game. Yeah, dead game. Who... Yeah, it's only the largest cares. entertainment property in the world right now. But yeah, dead game. Yep. Uh, then 2018, both uh, console manufacturers uh, start to hint that we're going to be coming into this current generation that we're in now. They're thinking about the future. Nobody. Yeah. Wow. What? There's going to be another Xbox and another Project PlayStation? Was this when they called it Project Scarlet? Uh, perhaps. Yeah, it, so. it would have been around now. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then uh, Microsoft also acquired 
Obsidian, In Exile, Ninja Theory, Undead Labs, Playground Games, and Compulsion Games. Uh, yeah. Crossplay continued to be an issue, um, and Sony uh, puts out. Then Sony puts out a uh, bunch of first-party titles like uh, God of War and Spy. I never heard of these guys. Spider-Man. What is this? I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. And again, makes for you know a real interesting contrast of. On one hand, you have Microsoft. Their way of appeasing gamers is by making a bunch of purchases of studios that people like. Sony's way of pleasing gamers is let's put out these really, really bomb-ass first-party titles uh, from mm-hmm. studios that we currently own or on are on the verge of owning in the case of Spider-Man. Yeah, which one way you could spin it is Sony is taking that money and investing it in their games, and Microsoft is taking that money and investing it in the studios and stuff. But, you know, at a certain point, it doesn't entirely uh, matter, <laughs> I guess. Because yeah. then uh, Microsoft announced Project uh, xCloud, which uh, we kind of know where that's uh, ended up at this point. Um, let's see, 2019, last, last year. Can you believe that? Last, 2019 was yeah. last year. Um, really? It feels like it was 16 years ago at this point. Seriously. Uh, everybody's trying to squeeze the, the last bits of whatever they can out of their the hardware, and you, it's really starting to show. You know, We won't see it until this year necessarily, but um, Microsoft continues to buy developers like Double Fine. Um, Sony buys Insomniac. Um, Best acquisition because, of the generation. Yeah, because, especially I mean, because it, they did so well with Spider-Man, right? I mean, I don't disagree, but it is also like, I remember when that news story uh, went over, I was like, wait, don't they already own them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was no, well, I was it more was, saying that in jest. It was one of those things because, um, what, uh, what was it, Sunset Overdrive? Um, that, you know, I, I really enjoyed that game, and that was their first foray onto the Xbox, but then it didn't do well enough, and then Sony was just mm-hmm. like, hey, make this ga- uh, cool Spider-Man game for us. And then... They also did a bunch of VR stuff between the two. Did they? Right. For I, Facebook I don't remember that. and Oculus. They did didn't they stuff. do Song of the Deep as well? Yeah. The yes. Metroidvania game that didn't have a platinum? Yeah. Yes. Published by GameStop. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I did want to say something here. I saw the Xbox. I saw the value that was there. I saw that they were doing really good stuff when it came to services and what they're giving to their consumers. Um, I told myself if they released three games on the system that I needed mm-hmm. to play, I'd buy an Xbox. They released Sunset Overdrive. Thought great. Reason to buy the system. Hmm. That was it. I. I well, okay. I mean, for me personally, would, is the way I okay. play games. Okay, I would say yours was close. Yours five is one of those games i think Gears yes. five is a game that everyone should play so play but it obviously your your point still still very valid there's not enough on the xbox uh ecosystem um but i think like i think that this is where for me this year or last year 2019 was the year where game pass showed its value in the sense that uh when gears 5 came out in september of that year I subscribed to Game Pass and I didn't unsubscribe from it. I've basically been almost subscribed to it every month since. I think there was mm-hmm. maybe like a couple months where I fell off. To be fair, they were just giving it away um, quite a bit, but also it's still like this with Gears 5 specifically. I was like, okay, so now every time that they release 
uh, a first party game i'm going to get game pass i still have game pass now and i'm probably there, there's no reason for me to unsubscribe from it yeah will someone play gears 5 with me please yes <laughs> yes let's plan these things because we keep saying it on shows and it doesn't happen I will install it tonight on my PC just so that I can commit to it. Yay. I'll look at it when I get Put it on your Xbox, Xbox. One. It's Does not it have crossplay? Cross God damn it. Negative. I don't think so. <sighs> We've got a third in the chat, so I think we're good to go. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then uh, ma- some major figures like Sean Layden and Kaz Harai uh, left Sony. Uh, yeah. And this yeah. is, I feel like, around the period of time where people really begin to take note that Sony is beginning to seem a lot less kind of personable and personality driven than they were previously, especially during the end of the PlayStation 3 generation. And I think those uh, people leaving kind of exacerbate that observation. Yeah, Yeah, definitely seeing more of a return to the Sony of the PS3 days, which we're all a little apprehensive seeing. Yeah, Um, by well, I'm uh, not to, you know. I, I haven't uh, played around with it myself, but like, I'll, th- it seems like the UI of the PS5 has been kind of rushed out the door. That could be COVID, or that could be you know some inter- more internal um, goings on with in the, in that similar vein. Who knows? I'm gonna hold my judgment until I try it for myself. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing too. That's but. the right way to do it, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, then uh, Sony cuts down the price of PlayStation now, uh, probably on the heels of Project X Cloud coming. Uh, coming, they gotta f- do something because hey, we were here before you. What what are you doing? Um, and then they also added uh, God of War uh, to it, and among other first party big games. Um, the some details of the PS5 are, are revealed, and the Xbox Series X is revealed at the game awards um yeah which came out of left field you would not expect a company like microsoft to make an announcement like that at the game awards but they're right. playing by the beat of their ex- own drum and i'm for it honestly i'm loving the way that microsoft has been marketing this console launch you wouldn't expect the the design of the console to be fully finalized like a year before it comes out like yeah. you you might expect mm. it nine to six months and then it's like no this is final this is it but no they they had it kind of down uh they were ready yeah and this this just kind of went to show like what like the the ways that microsoft approached this generation and how they were going to talk about it and Mm -hmm. the way sony was going to do it yeah because the first inclination that we are the well just (laughs) i meant about the (laughs) hardware itself but Fair. the first the first uh time we ever heard the words PlayStation 5 was from a article from the Washington Post. No, I thought yeah. Sony put something out saying, "Hey, this is a thing." Like just a blog post. And saying they'd have I, more to announce later, something like that. Okay, maybe that was like the hardware specs that we that was the first time we heard about that. It was like yes, Jim Ryan the the hardware specs it. was just a drop in the Washington Post or something like that. Yeah, or, which is yeah. like you know, or it Microsoft might have been wired. Went, uh, Rob in the chat. Wired, it was wired. It was wired. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, yeah like Rob. I just thought, like it really goes to show just how vastly different uh, each company decided to take talking about their next generation, where Microsoft very much has been let's just show it let's show what we got let's put all our cards on the table sony has been rather uh reserved with how they've been talking about it sure 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then f- fast forward, I guess, to this year. Not a lot happened uh, up to this point. Uh, the pandemic hit. Um, made everybody's lives a living hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sony closed out. Game hmm? companies started making a lot more money because people were buying more games, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had, you, well, yeah, you had things like Animal Crossing and Doom coming out on the same day. Um, yeah. we talked about that in a previous episode. Um, and then, um, you know, because people had to stay at home and whatnot, you know, that that definitely inspired all that but then you had more reasons to just want to stay home because sony put out um the last of us part two and ghost of tsushima um phenomenal swan song for the ps4 absolutely both of those absolutely that that wombo combo of those two games Mm -hmm. was uh a really great way to i mean it's technically not the send-off to the the ps4 because miles morales is on it but horizon horizon forbidden west is gonna be on it yeah but like in a way it feels like the send-off because those games came out not exclusively on the ps4 but they were the last ones to be only available on the ps4 the last of us part one was the swan song for the ps3 it yellow lighted my ps3 (laughs) yeah yikes yeah, R.I.P. in peace. Um, and then, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we also gradually... cannot overlook the fact that Final Fantasy VII remake finally came out. Oh yeah, that happened. Was that did happen? Awesome. Yeah. And just Sony continuing totally. to kill it by putting out games people it. need to play, uh, and Microsoft killing it by delivering on the services people want to consume. Just two mm-hmm. different yeah. approaches. It was you know this generation for Sony was pretty much. Uh, Sony kind of maintaining the course and consistently doing well and it was for Microsoft very much a redemption arc and it remains yeah. to be seen whether Microsoft will continue to rise in the era of the Xbox Series X or whether or not there are still some more troubles ahead yeah absolutely we also you yeah know, go ahead 2020 um, you know besides the fact that you know the Series X is now out uh Microsoft made a huge acquisition that we, you know, oh, had yeah. touched we on. Sort of they glossed over Bethesda. that. Sure. Technically, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, transaction is not closed yet, but yes. But they are they are in the process of buying Bethesda, which mm-hmm. is huge for the future of what the Xbox ecosystem is going to consist of and what that means for those games potentially on other platforms. And just, like, that is, like... Microsoft from the get-go from when they like when they brought the Xbox into existence they forced their way in by spending the big dick Microsoft money and they're continuing to do that even to this day and that kind of makes me really happy nothing is off the table at this point anything could be acquired by Microsoft and that honestly does kind of scare me a little bit because when you get into a monopolistic situation or a duopoly or whatever you want to call it it can sometimes hurt the end product or hurt the consumer, which I would not want to see. So I don't want to see any of these big, like Sony acquires Sega or Microsoft acquires FromSoft or Nintendo acquires everybody somehow. (laughs) The, the diversity in gaming is what makes gaming so great. So let's try to keep it like certain cases. Yes. It's, it's very cool to talk about these kind of things, but you don't want to see uh, too homogenous, an ecosystem mm-hmm. moving forward we like this the diversity is what makes gaming great Agreed. absolutely 
I absolutely agree with that. Uh, any closing uh, thoughts, Cozy, on the uh, the whole generation? I, I mean, you really do realize when you look back on this past generation, like how much time was spent during the Xbox One's life cycle preparing for the Series S and X. Whereas with the PlayStation 5, it just kind of feels like Sony is sort of continuing to do what they previously did with the PlayStation 4. And certainly there are little changes and decisions that were made along the road to its release where you can be like, oh, okay, they were clearly preparing for it, but not in the way that it feels like Microsoft was. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think that's going to uh, close out our topic of the show here. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up, I suppose. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed uh, what you just heard, be sure to check us out here on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash press YYZ. Um, the up, one thing to mention on that is we're actually pushing yep. to have uh, our YouTube channel go live soon and push videos there. So if you could, we'd very much appreciate it if you could follow the link in the Twitch chat. Or look yep. up Press YYZ on YouTube. It should be one of the first things that comes up. You know our logo. You know what we look like. You know what these faces look like. Yep. So if you could I also, uh, subscribe and hit the bell and all of that jazz, that would be phenomenal. Absolutely. On a side note, I updated all the panels uh, underneath our Twitch stream. So you could also find the link to the YouTube channel there. If for some reason you're watching a VOD of this and you can't look inside the chat for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Maybe somebody put duct tape on the side of your screen. And that's completely <laughs> hidden. Yeah. Those Why did you sing duct tapes make me start singing the DuckTales theme song in my head? Oh, I hate oh. you. I, I, I did not <laughs> think of that. Anyway, uh, right. go ahead and rate us rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and stuff. Uh, follow us on our Twitter account, at PressYYZ. Uh, Mitch uh, runs that and will keep us up to date. Uh, Should I? Where else? Yeah, may, maybe not. Where else can people find you then? <laughs> me you can find me all over the internet at mr mitch george twitch twitter instagram the big three uh mr mitch george anywhere you can find me or you know just you know find a way to find my phone number call me i'm lonely oh, okay I other will than my beautiful your phone i will give your phone number out uh on the post show uh Please so do. stay tuned for that cozy where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Casina and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Live. I'm going to be jumping into some more Apex tonight. So if you joined up the Press YYZ Apex Club, I'll be sure to let you in. All right. Wonderful. And Mr. Ballant, how Hello. about you? You can find me on Instagram at blatantlyalex and Twitter blatantly underscore Alex. All right. Uh, I have been your host uh, for tonight, uh, AJ Fraser. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. That's Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, and thank you for playing. Take care, guys. <laughs>